It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling it, Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging it, Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Look at Raddick, he dropped the gloves with Rivers. The referee or the linesman should yeah. jump in here. You can't let a guy like Rivers continue to throw punches. Federico stolen from Reinhardt, breaking in to Hunter. Hunter shooting, rebound, Recognizer scores! Here comes Shovel Ray, he'll be thrown out of the game! Curtis Joseph grabs Shovel Day, and the two goalies go at it! Head to head, and Joseph with three great right hooks! Dutur Hall looking for 500, he shoots, he scores! Brad Hall, number 500! Tarasenko in the clear, he scores! Get up, St. Louis! Get on your feet. They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions for the first time in franchise history. Hello, Blues fans, and welcome to a Thursday edition of your Blues NHL podcast. As always, coming to you from the SynergyHockeySkills.com studios. We appreciate the... Continued support from SynergyHockeySkills.com, and if you're looking to help your young one, doesn't really matter how young, um, boys, girls, everybody that uh, wants to don a pair of skates and go out there and improve their game, SynergyHockeySkills.com. Uh, ran by our own uh, good buddy, we'll call him, and, and aficionado of all sports now as he dons his uh, media darling tagline, as, uh, as Kimby likes to call him, but uh, we welcome him into the show as he is the true talent, and he knows it, and that's Jamie Rivers. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> How we doing, Chrome? Doing all right. Um, excited. Uh, a home win, and uh, you know we, we, we want to send a shout out to our friend Randy Green at InnovativeCompanies.com, as nobody appreciates a home win more than him, as he uh, is is like everyone else, uh, wondering how the Blues are going to do minus Vladdy, but a big goal last night, and Randy Green sent me a text saying that's how she's done. A, a little Petrangelo snipe there, a little, little deke and little deke and dump there into the back of the net. So uh, thanks again, as always, to Randy Green, InnovativeCompanies.com. Uh, residential, commercial, industrial, it's the name you know and trust. Construction, heating and cooling and electric, he can take care of you on all fronts. That's Randy Green, InnovativeCompanies.com. But, yeah, he sent me a little text last night and said that's what I'm talking about. And I think that's uh, was a good lift for all of us. It was a home win. Um, you know, first, first one since the news, you know, hit and, uh, and I thought you've done a great job on all shows that you've been on breaking down how the blues are going to get through this. Um, uh, one of the things I want to ask you about that everybody seems to think, okay, who's going to score the goals? Well, one way to combat this is to great, to, to get great goaltending. And I thought they did that last night. Yeah. Jordan Bennington was awesome. You know, I think that, uh, you know, Doug Armstrong being quoted in the media, uh, the day before going, you know, he's been okay. And, and I think that that got kind of, you know, that, that kind of uh, grew legs to be more than it really is. Uh, some of the media people, you know, and fans alike were like, oh, Doug Armstrong's calling out Jordan Bennington. Well, th- that's not the case. I think Doug Armstrong was being 100% honest in his assessment of, of what Jordan Bennington has done so far this hockey season. And you know what? He wasn't wrong. There were uncharacteristic 
uh, goals that were going in. And, and that's only one part of it. To me, the biggest uh, difference was that Jordan Bennington was not managing his saves. And what I mean by that is he wasn't swallowing up the rebounds. He wasn't uh, putting the puck into non-dangerous areas with rebounds. Uh, he wasn't quiet in his crease. A lot more movement than we saw out of him in spring and certainly in the Stanley Cup final. So, you know, maybe a little too active in there. And by doing that, the rebounds are kind of popping out everywhere. And then there's miscues where pucks are going in. So last night was a great uh, sign for Blues fans as he looked really solid. He was moving uh, the way Jordan Dennington that we know moves. And he was quiet in the net. He had some great saves. He swallowed up a lot of rebounds. And when he couldn't swallow them up, you know, he made sure that the, the pad save or the stick save or the glove save were headed off to areas that were less dangerous than where they started at. So, uh, listen, I, I think that this is a learning experience for Jordan Bennington. He's never played the front nine on a hockey season. He's always He just played the back nine and then the playoff hole. So that's a whole other animal. That's a whole other team that you get in front of you in the back nine. And so now I think that he's learning. Day in, day out, what it is to be in October and, and soon to be November in the NHL. Yeah, I think you um, you answered about three quarters of the hundred and something texts we got on the Patterson Tire and Service oh, there we go. text line. I think people, you know, you got this harmony thing going on with the Stanley Cup, right? And uh, everybody, you know, kum- everybody singing "Kumbaya" around the fire, like Kimby likes to say. They got their lawn chairs set up down on market and. You know, and things I think have been okay. I, I wouldn't say they've been great, right? And uh, then all of a sudden, you know, people take it as the GM saying, hey. Now, here's how I explained it to some people that uh, on here that I knew. I just said, you know, if you were to ask Bennington how he's done, what do you think he'd say? I think he'd say, I've been okay. I, I've been good at times. Other times I got some I wish I could have back. So I think that the honest assessment, and I and I heard you say this on, on air, um, I think Doug Armstrong's well within his rights to call it like he sees it. Isn't that his job ultimately? And I think they, listen, they've shown a lot of trust in this guy, gave him money. So I don't think there's any mixed messages being sent here. No, not at all. And let's be honest, Doug Armstrong's job as the general manager is to continuously evaluate his current team, his current roster of players, as well as minor league and, and drafting players and his draft choices in junior or college. So this is no different than any other day of the week, quite honestly. He's evaluating his guys day in, day out. And at this point, Jordan Biddington has been okay. He didn't say anything negative. Uh, I think that, quite honestly, I think that we would lose some respect for Army if he threw us a big ball of fluff and, you know, tied a bow on it. We'd be like, Army's full of shit right now. You know, Jordan Biddington hasn't been all that in a bag of chips. And so I think his credibility, uh, you know, once again, not that he needed more credibility, but his credibility was rock solid in the fact that he was very honest and said, hey, you know what? Yeah, he's been okay. So I'm okay. Uh, to stay on the path, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, obviously we get a win at home. Uh, Minnesota, uh, I, I know people have kind of looked at him and thought, well, they haven't been great. I would hope we'd beat them. I mean, there's nothing like putting a dog in the corner, though. They're going to try to find their way out. So all wins are a good win, in my opinion. I don't 
I don't want to hear about how, yeah, well, well we, here, we Carl, should win. Here's my problem with some of our fan base, okay? <laughs> Not a problem. I guess I find it funny, okay? is We get these games against lesser opponents, and when the Blues lose those games to lesser opponents, we're like, ah, the Blues play down to their competition. Yeah, da 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 But then when they, they win a game against the Minnesota Wild, there's a, some of the fan bases, first ones are like, well, yeah, but, you know, they should win that game. And, you know, what, which one is it? Do they play down to their competition or should they win that game? I don't understand, right? So a win's a win in the NHL. And even the teams that aren't high in the standings, they're problematic. And sometimes they're the most problems because they're so erratic in their systems of play and who's going to be hot and who's going to be not. So... Now, personally, for me, every game's important. You certainly need to win the games you should win. And last, last night was a game they should have won, and they did. Yeah, and, and I'll take it a step further and kind of get your thought on this. For Is it more, like how do I put this? Is it more fans would think, okay, we should handle our business. This should be like a 4-1, 5-1. But when you, you, know, when, when you got to get a goal – late and, and win it 2-1, that's not good enough. I mean, is that is that part of it, too, I think, for fans? Like, well, we should have dominated them. 2-1, that's not good enough. Yeah, but the, the, so the, the next part of the conversation is if the Blues win 4-5-1, well, they should have won like that, right? Like, yeah. are we ever really happy? True. <laughs> like, I know that, listen, I know a whole city was really freaking happy. <laughs> a few months ago. Two. Yeah, so and that's okay. I get it, but we can't only be happy when the Stanley Cup is going down market. I mean, certainly that's a huge reason to be happy, but let's just appreciate every win because if you rewind to this time of the year last year, we sure as hell would have been pumped up to get a win against Minnesota. Yeah, heck, I, well, listen, I you play X amount of games, um, you take all the points and all the wins you can get is kind of how I look at it. I'm not really concerned with how we get them um you know we mentioned the tarasenko news and the the different ways and 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 that the blues can withstand this him being out we covered that nobody's going to replace the guy some well somebody's going to actually physically replace him um it looks like first man up to replace him uh to to have the opportunity with sammy blay which i i have no no issue with i think a lot of people thought maybe it'd be robert thomas on the line now mind you that being said um, what was your takeaway from Sammy Blaze's performance? Well, I, I liked it. I, I really did. I think that what Craig Ruby did was kind of change the identity of the line, and I really think it was a smart decision because Jaden Schwartz, we all know he's a little buzzsaw out there. He never stops. He's a hard worker. He's not afraid to get involved. And Braden Chen, he's a, he's a warrior. You know, he, he's not afraid to get involved physically. He's scoring lots of goals this year. He's getting good chances. He battles in front of the net, plays a nice puck possession game. So when you add Vladdy to that line, it kind of changes it to a little bit of a more dynamic trio. Therefore, when you put Sammy Blay on that line, it, it kind of changes it to a blue-collar trio. And I'm okay with that. You know, Sammy Blay comes from an offensive background. You you know, we've heard him he talk about himself in a way where he's like, I kind of discovered playing physical uh, being introduced to it when I started playing pro hockey. So now he's got that physical element. We know he can score. Shit, last night's top cheese was incredible to see. And that's not the first time he's done it. We've seen him put some really nice goals in before. And that coupled along with Braden Chen and, and Jaden Schwartz, 
who they had nine shots total between them, I think five for Schwartzy, four for Braden Chen. Uh, that, that to me, that sounds like a real productive night for those three. And, and I think that that's what you can count on here for the near future. Now, I think where it gets a little hairy, Chrome, is where, you know, sometimes these performances by guys in those roles, the younger guys, they're sporadic, right, or, or inconsistent. And what I mean by that is you'll go a week or two where that player has a lot of really good games, is thriving in that environment. Then other teams do get a book on players, and they do get a book on how that line is operating, and sometimes it goes a little stale after a while and I think that if that happens you know Craig Berube has other options he's got a Robert Thomas that he can throw in there and then he's a little more dynamic than Sammy Blay so that changes the makeup of the line again just enough and then you can also for argument's sake you can also throw Alexander Steen up there for you know a week to 10 days or you know four or five games and once again that changes the dynamic of that line and it keeps everybody kind of guessing and it doesn't let any one young player or any lower player in your lineup have to deal with too much, too much weight on the back of their neck. Yeah, we've talked in the past about having the uh, benefit of having a uh, an Alexander Steen that's played so many different roles. And, you know, I think everybody would be in agreement that, you know, he can spot, I guess, for lack of a better term, spot start in different places on the lines and maybe not run him in the ground, so to speak, at this juncture of his career. But he can more than fill those those shoes uh, as far as as effort and, and skill and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean I think it's a it's a great thing for the for the Blues to have that sort of depth. You mentioned Robert Thomas, um, our Patterson Tire and Service text line. Uh, we have a listener that uh, very happy uh, was was very happy about the possible opportunity of Robert Thomas uh, getting more of an opportunity now uh, with with the injury. But uh, very upset with him and his uh, willingness to pass first, shoot later. He would like to see him shoot more. Is that, you know, in your mind, is that just something he's feeling out with being a young guy and just, you know, maybe a little too much? Yeah, I think he's looking for, uh, you know, the bigger, better play sometimes right now, and he's overthinking it a little bit. I don't. I think Robert Thomas has to remember that he's a goal scorer by nature. And he needs to pull the trigger. And he's finding himself in, he's finding himself in good positions to pull the trigger, but he's not taking advantage of it, right? So he's got to got to realize that sometimes when the puck finds its way to him, he's the go-to guy. He's not he shouldn't be looking for anybody else on that play. He's the get the go-to guy. He's got to pull the trigger. And I think he's going to find that. Gromes, I think he, he's still coming back from his injury. I know he's played a handful of games now. But he's going to figure things out more and more every game. He's going to get his legs under him more and more. And the leadership and the coaching staff are going to tell him and show him on video, hey, look, this is where you need to be pulling the trigger. This is where you need to be shooting the puck. This is why we have you in this position. He's going to figure it out pretty quickly. He's a heck of a hockey player, and it won't take him long. Uh, Let's look ahead to the weekend. Um, My assumption would be we're going to go back-to-back nights. We're going to play at home and then head back to Minnesota. Um, my, I don't know uh, how we'll do here. My guess would be is we will see Jake Allen again. That, that would be a good uh, assessment. But I guess the question becomes, do you play him Friday or Saturday? As Like I said, you're coming off a rock-solid performance from Bennington. Um, yeah, you know what, Jake, if, I think I give Jake a little bit of a rest. Uh, again, you know, I guess what, he lost 15 pounds or something in the process of this whole being sick. And, you know, let's give him a couple more days. Let's not play him 
at home especially he seems to not thrive in that environment whether that's a just a narrative we've all created or if it's actually got some some weight behind it I'm not sure so why test that you know and he's always played really well in Minnesota so why not uh, put him on the back-to-back on the tail end of the game up in Minnesota to me that seems like a a bit of a no-brainer and I, I would imagine that he has a good game again and and gives the Blues a good performance and gets himself back on track. All right. I would agree 100%. All right. Let's go back to our Patterson Tire and Service text line. If somebody has a comment for you, I haven't seen this one before, and I thought it would be good. So uh, let's hit you with this one. There's a couple on here for Kimby specifically, so I'm going to hit you with this one since I have you now. Ribs, um, especially for the defensemen, when, when, well, I mean, this was a different one, but they, they kind of come together. When the building is really loud, how do the players communicate? Oh, they yell really loud. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, there's no, uh, there's no other way to do it. Uh, there's no like you know, tapping of the stick or anything like that. I mean, when the building's really loud, you just got to make sure you're, uh, you're communicating the right way, and that uh, you're you're yelling loud enough for your teammates to hear you. And look, everybody gets used to hearing each other, anyways, and so you you recognize that voice, even if it's a little drowned out by the fans and whatnot, you still hear your teammates. You're able to communicate. Well, I think that the thing about this was being that the, something must have happened in the arena last night um, because we got two of these. They're they're from different numbers, and they're worded a little bit different. I just kind of combined them. But um, the gist is that, I, that I'm curious about now after seeing that and thinking I wonder what could have happened was does it get so loud? Like, you know, you think about the guys being down on the ice and are kind of inside the glass or, or whatever, and you wonder how much it really carries down in there. Have you played in environments where it's so darn loud you literally can't barely talk to the guy next to you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you get into some of these playoff games and some of these buildings in the playoffs, and, you know, you're you're having a hard time communicating. You're having a, a difficult time hearing each other. And, that's just you you kind of recognize that as a player and you know you know at that point that you talk to each other on the bench when you can and you say hey look I can't hear squat that you're saying so you know I'm if I can't hear you I'm just going to be making the safe play putting it in a good area and kind of go from there and you battle through it I mean it is what it is these are NHL hockey players communication is a huge part of it but they also have a bit of a sixth sense too, where they, you know, some of these guys have eyes in the back of their head and your peripheral vision is incredible. And you kind of know what's going on around you. Uh, yeah. The communication makes it that much easier, but you know, never is there an environment where it's so loud where you can't, you don't feel like you can play properly. Um, lots of uh, text too coming in on our Patterson tire and service text line. Um, people really nervous now about, Petrangelo and his contract that uh, with uh, Yossi signing for what he signed. And I, you know, and I've heard it in your voice that like, Hey, you know, here we are. And now we kind of have an idea where it is. So it's either a, it's either a little bit of a hometown discount or it's get paid. It's one of the two. So um, how are you feeling at this juncture? Uh, yeah. Look, here's the thing. Um, the Roman Yossi deal didn't help the cause. <laughs> because and, and I made you know made this comparison yesterday uh, on 101 was they're both 29 year old defensemen um, and Petro's numbers are better than Yossi. Yeah, <laughs> they're not only are they better than, than his personal numbers, but he's got a Stanley Cup now. 
yeah. and not just the Stanley Cup. He's the captain of a Stanley Cup winner. So there's a lot of stuff that Alex Petrangelo has attached to his scouting report or to his resume that outweigh what Roman Yossi has done. Um, so that becomes financially problematic for a team that's trying to stay under the cap. Uh, I do think that there's going to be a little hometown discount. I, I firmly believe, and I don't know any difference on this, but I firmly believe that Petro wants to stay in St. Louis. He's got his family here. He wants to raise his kids here. He's dug in pretty deep. Uh, his wife's from this area. So I, I think there's a lot of things that help the Blues in their negotiations to keep it moderate. But at the end of the day, Chrome, if, if Alex Petrangelo feels like the offer isn't close enough, if he feels like the hometown discount, they're asking for too much of a discount, dude, I'm telling you what, he hits the open market. His his first numbers, it's going to be 10 plus, 10 I million figure, plus. You know, Yossi's at the 9 million or whatever, 9.2. Uh, Alex Petrangelo will be 10 plus because teams at that point it will become a bit of a bidding war and if you have the opportunity to add a player like Alex Petrangelo to your roster there's teams that have cap trouble that might just get rid of players in order to sign an Alex Petrangelo you know so I I, I guess on a positive note the same way I feel about Alex Petrangelo wanting to stay in St. Louis I do get the same sense that Doug Armstrong and Mr. Stillman and his ownership group, they want to keep him here too. So I'm really hoping that both sides have a nice, friendly negotiation. There's a little bit of a hometown discount, maybe uh, some extra perks in there along the way, you know, maybe full no movement clause or, you know, I don't know what they can do to spice it up on the team side, but uh, I hope they, they meet in the middle here and, and it's one big happy family till the end of Petro's career. Yeah, it'll be an interesting thing. And it'd be, you know, it's hard to, it, it's hard to, what's, what's what I'm looking for. It's hard to not let a guy basically go out and earn what, what he, what he's worth. I mean, and you're worth what people are willing to pay you. And it is amazing how in all sports, it seems like contracts of other players affect the future of others. I, like, I think back to the whole deal with Pujols here in St. Louis. He was an iconic figure. Alex Petrangelo, I've heard you talk about it many times. You know, here's a guy wearing the C, holding the Stanley Cup, fireworks going on. He's an iconic player now in Blues history. And you look back, and it was the contracts of Joey Votto and Ryan Howard that ultimately put Albert Pujols out of the price range where the Cardinals felt comfortable. Well, now you look at it, and here's Roman Yossi that, you know, hasn't won a Stanley Cup, and he's been a good player. He's a good player, there's no doubt. But man, nine point two million it doesn't get you what it got you. Nine point two million doesn't get you what it got you years ago, I guess. Yeah, and look, here's the thing too: is I think the price just keeps going up for Petro, and I don't necessarily mean for the Blues in particular, but Petro's not slowing down. Yes. You know, in my opinion, this is one of the best seasons he's had so far like where he's at i mean he's he's dominating in all zones on the ice he's playing solid defensively he's joining every rush he's in the transition he's holding pucks in offensively i mean if he's not scoring goals which by the way was a pretty freaking sick goal that was last night (laughs) little shake and bake in front of the net he buries it um 
you know, he's scoring goals like that. But then even on the Sammy Blay goal, you know, Alex Petrangelo is a guy driving the middle lane, occupying a defender, just giving a little more time to Sammy Blay. So right now you're seeing 27 everywhere. And that just says to the rest of the league, holy shit, you know, we, we're going to pay for this guy. We want this guy. Like, God, you don't think the Toronto Maple Leafs, this is just me spitballing, by the way, but the Toronto Maple Leafs, who don't have a franchise defense, and Morgan Riley's a hell of a player, but he's not Alex Petrangelo. You don't think that they would spend hand over fist to get an Alex Petrangelo? You don't think they would cut bait with a couple of young forwards who are overpriced right now for an Alex Petrangelo? You better damn well believe they would, and they're not alone in that. There's a lot of teams right now sitting at in their offices praying that the Blues can't come to terms with Alex Petrangelo because they're they're going to make a move. Now, Doug Armstrong knows that for sure. I mean, it's, it's not like it's going to be a tough market for to find a team for Alex Petrangelo, but Doug Armstrong's got some work to do. He's going to have to put on that thinking cap. He's going to have to get creative. And that being said, Sucrome, there's another TV deal that goes into place for next season, which will bump the salary cap up. How much is to be determined? But that will help. You know, it, it will give it a little bit of a boost. And we know Jay Bowmeister, more than likely, as much as we love him, um, he, he's going to come off the books next year. There's going to be ways to find a couple million dollars along the way. Uh, but I think you have to think, you know, four years from now, five years yeah. from now, where does that put us? Which could be irrelevant anyways, because the salary cap just may keep going up and it becomes a non-issue. Right. But I think that's the biggest problem is nobody here is a fortune teller. And therefore, it, it keeps us apprehensive at times. Yeah, and I'm with you. I think the price keeps going up because, you know, listen, he's, he's always been a good player. I know that at times we've, we've gotten on his ass because we've expected more of him. Not we. Now, I know. Guys. Well, I know. But here's the deal. I think now, like, I, I wanted to ask you this. I think he looks like a more, like, if, if you have to, like, if he needed to be, he looks like a more confident player to me now. And I'm sure the Stanley Cup run had something to do with that. Can you think of anybody else you could compare that to that was always a good player? But, man, once they got a cup, it was watch out. Oh, God. Um, you know, there's a few guys over the years. I, I, to me, Steve Eiserman was always a guy like that. You know, he was a That's great a good player, call. But, That's a good call. You know, but yeah. when, once he won his first Stanley Cup, like you had the most well-rounded forward in the NHL probably at that time who could score goals, defend, take big face off penalty kill, hell of a leader. You know, I just think that once you get that, that ring put on your hand and you've got your name on the cup, it just adds a little bit of to the, to the swagger meter. And Petro's no different. You know, he, you got to think he's played in the biggest pressure cookers that are possible. You know, Stanley Cup playoffs for one thing, Stanley Cup finals for another, and then Stanley Cup game seven. And what happened in Stanley Cup game seven? Petro scores one of the biggest goals ever. In the dying seconds of the first period, he's money on that play. So how would this guy not have, you know, had the church bells right now <laughs> marching the ice up there? He knows what he can do, and he's done it on the biggest stage. 
Yeah, I it's just I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if you've noticed it or not. And like I said, he you know he's always been a good skater, and a, he just seems to have a little more. I don't know if the word is swagger or if it's a little bit of confidence. It's that that that's oozing a little bit from him. Not that David Perron needed any more confidence because he's always played with. But he he's the same way. Like last night, but he had seven shots last night. I mean, this guy's not messing around right now. He he's feeling it. No, these guys look at one thing that will have to realize is every year you play in the National Hockey League, the game does become easier. You know, you've learned so much over the and you're really the best quarterback in the NFL. No, he isn't. Not anymore he isn't. But he's learned so much along the way and he has so much knowledge that sometimes the game looks easy to a guy like that. And that's what happens to hockey players too. And David Perron and Alex Petrangelo are, are certainly guys that fall into that category that, you know, they've seen a lot. They've played a lot in different situations. David Perron has played on a lot of different teams. So, you know, he's had a lot of personal experience to pull from and they train the right way. Now they know how to get their bodies ready for a season. They know how to keep their bodies going during a season. They're, they're you know, they're figuring out the answers to the test here. And therefore, the test becomes easier. So that's what I see out of these guys. And, and they get a fantastic season so far. I mean, uh, him and Ohio, you know, they got a special thing on there. They're they're not only real good mates together, fantastic hockey players, but you can tell that uh, they like each other. You know, we the Halloween costumes, and you know, we laugh about that. Where David Braun goes at Ryan O'Reilly, Ryan O'Reilly shows up as French toast with 57 on the back and that neither of them knowing that the other guy was going is them. And it seems like it's all oh, that's cute, but it's funny in a way to where you're like, yeah, you know what? These guys got something unique. Here. And when you got guys that, that care about each other and that are that way towards each other, that close, it translates to the ice, man. It always does. And that's why I think you're seeing, you know, David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly playing so well, and Alex Petrangelo, well, he's just, he's at that, that prime point in his career. And if you look at Chris Chelios, if you look at Nick Lidstrom, you look at some of the greatest defensemen ever, Al McKinnis, even Chris Pronger, when that's a 28, 29, 30-year-old mark, they became incredible. And I think that that's what you're seeing here with Alex Petrangelo. Uh, before I let you go, we had a uh, listener on the text line remind us that they really used to love how you would talk a little bit about the amateur stuff that you're doing. Um, and we've gotten so busy, and you've been so busy that sometimes we do. But um, how are your boys doing? Uh, I know they, they're, they're still with Car Shield, right? And I know I think you're coaching. So, so how's all that going for you? Uh, good. You know, Car Shield, AAA, U16 team. Um, you know, right now, Hawks, Big Hawks, my one boy is uh, – He's 6'5", 225. Uh, I, I don't know who his real dad is. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, he's got a dislocated shoulder right now. So he's on the IR, but he's doing well. He's battling through it. And then Braden, my other son, um, he's uh, six foot, that's 195 pounds. That's a pretty solid kid. He, he's coming off a hat trick in the last game. Uh-oh. So he's... Uh, We've got a couple of big showcases coming up that are going to be exciting. Hey, what? The amateur hockey, youth hockey in St. Louis is alive and well, and these new buildings have gone up, and who's winning the Stanley Cup? 
And about 10 years from now, maybe 11 years from now, you are going to see a lot of hockey players coming out of this area. It's going to be a little bit of a hotbed. Well, that's good. I know, uh, like I said, our listeners love to hear, uh, you know, Kimby will, will keep us up what's going on locally here with Granite City and Car Shield as well. And, you know, the Nelson family, nelsonlandservices.com, that, that's one of the big reasons they like being a part of this show is, uh, you know, their involvement in the amateur community. They've met so many wonderful people, including you and Darren, and I know that's why they, they asked you guys to help spread the word about them. Nelsonlandservices.com, five-star locally rated landscaping company with reasonable prices, and you can get on there and check out some of their great handiwork. That's nelsonlandservices.com. Uh, and of course, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Jamie, you're busy with synergyhockeyskills.com. Holidays are coming up. Get those kids out of the house, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're, like I said uh, well, a couple of days ago, we're working on a holiday camp right now. We're trying to tuck away some ice time and figure out the, the best time to, to have some of these camps to help people out. And, and maybe in their holiday shopping, you drop uh, the kids off at the rink. They have a little fun. We're working on their skills. Our, our motto is uh, work hard, have fun, get better. All those things can happen during a holiday camp, and the kids love it. And it's usually that time of year where nobody's in a bad mood. So always a lot of fun. And uh, we, we have the small group sessions going on as well, which are like private lessons. They're one coach for two-player ratio. We get a lot of work done. Great work-to-rest ratio for the players. In fact, it's probably the, mo- the highest-performing lesson that we have is those lessons there where the kids get a lot of coaching a lot of attention so whatever floats your boat in the hockey world if if getting better working hard and having fun are on your menu uh please get check us out synergyhockeyskills.com click all over the place there's there's info there's summer camps there's holiday camps there's small group sessions if you have any questions give us a call or send us an email well, nobody better in the business. Uh, our own little media, darling. You know, uh, your boy's coming on right after you. He'll he'll be asking about you. Don't you worry. Well, I love Kimby. I, 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 <laughs> he's our boy. We gotta love. We gotta love him. Well, uh, I know we're excited about the the it's growth. This time of year for him too, where you know we we talk about the great pumpkin, right? <laughs> Kimby wins every year with the best pumpkin. <laughs> I'm telling you. you, I'm telling you. When we were at, when we were at Patterson Tire last week, and he saw them pumpkins, he's like, oh, "I'm so glad Rivs couldn't meet us here today." <laughs> so, but uh, I know uh, I can't wait. I know they've got some. Uh, when we can get you two down there and, and put a couple of little uh, little commercial clips together, I know they're they're thinking long and hard about how to play on this little fun feud you guys got going on. This ought to be good. Absolutely. Well, I told you before, right? Yeah. Or I think I put it on Twitter before is, uh, you know, some of these tire companies, Patterson Tires, they, they're probably one of the companies that designed Kimby's first mouth guard. So oh, no. It'd be nice Woo. if they could maybe get him a new one. Oh, my Lord. It'll be good. <laughs> no, it should be good. As like I said, if, if you follow them at all, they, they like to do the fun commercials. And I think we'll, I think in the near future here, we may see a fun little social media clip involving two of our favorite ex-blues that love to talk blues hockey so good stuff from you ribs as always and uh appreciate you and i'm assuming we will reconvene on monday and see how the weekend went my friend sounds good brother all right the one the only jamie rivers uh, appreciate him joining us today uh, f- you know fitness in as we like to say sometimes but uh he does uh he does a lot and and we do appreciate it and nobody does it better so to learn more about us uh we're gonna go to well, we're going to go to Kimby here in a second as uh, he's getting off work, and, and we'll have Kimby on. Uh, while we're waiting on Kimby, make sure you guys check us out, bluesnhlpodcast.com. We're going to ask that you subscribe to the show there. 
check us out on our social media sites as well at STL Blues Podcast on Twitter. We're going to ask that you follow us there. Facebook is always a big push for us to get more people involved in our community. Type in Blues NHL Podcast, like our page. Uh, when you see the pin post, that's our latest show. You can click on it and listen to the show that way. Um, of course, we're going to ask you to like, comment, and share. That's how the post uh, reaches more people, and we get more people involved that way. Uh, you know, Instagram, Blues NHL Podcast as well, and of course, as part of lineupmediagroup.fm, home of your radio. We appreciate all their work. Um, you know, our, 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 the people involved in this show, Randy Green, InnovativeCompanies.com, you've heard us talk a lot about him. Couldn't do the show without these people, guys, and, and we're asking you to make sure – that you check them out and give them an opportunity for your business. Randy does it all residential, commercial, industrial, 35 years experience, very, very aware of who he is and, and how important it is for him to do the job the right way. And, and, and when you shake the guy's hand and look him in the eye, you can, you just have that sense that I know it's going to get done. That's innovativecompanies.com. We're also reminding you about their first responder discount, military discount, check them out guys. I'm telling you, um, tell them your friends at Blues NHL Podcast sent them. And, of course, if you know a family in need with Thanksgiving coming up, they're taking care of that as well. So um, give them an opportunity, guys, innovativecompanies.com. Um, you heard him talk about synergyhockeyskills.com and, of course, the Nelson family, nelsonlandservices.com. Um, excited about it as well. And we've been really pounding on the Patterson Tire and Service text line with ribs as we had so much come in. And uh, we're going to hit them a little bit harder here in a minute as we welcome in everybody's favorite, Kimby. Time to welcome in the, uh, I, I don't know, I know you love to call Ribs the media, darling. If that's the case, what do we call you? Uh, just, just some Sleprock that uh, comes slep on and tries rock. to help the show. Sleprock. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> Lord, that's good stuff. What's going on, Kimby? Oh, uh, no, another day of hard work and uh, getting off and uh, started, I uh, got a call from you and I said, yes, I would like to come on today and watching these leaves fall in my yard, knowing I'm going to have to rake them up one day. I'm not happy about that either. So, but Halloween's here, right, Chrome? So we're ready to go. Halloween here. We can't uh, get too far. With, are you dressing up or what are we doing? You just passing out candy? We well, got hockey tonight. Think, what do we got going? No, I think I'm designated passing candy out, but I don't know how many people are going to be coming to the door because it's uh, it's pretty chilly out. So we'll see. We'll uh, see what people really want candy this year because uh, <laughs> they'll be throwing their kids up, and you know the parents will be sitting in the vehicle. We know that. How well, that goes. well, what are you going to do? I mean, you've lost all this weight. You've cut out sugar. What are you going to do with all this leftover candy? Well, I got kids. I got a kid that'll eat it all, so he'll, uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll take care of it. But well, yeah, no, it'll be good. Well, we uh, we get a home win, get a nifty little little nifty uh, dump dash bash and mesh from Petrangelo. Um, Two-one winner, and uh, our boy. You know, we've talked a little bit about Bennington and, and the goaltending. Uh, had a lot of friends uh, of the show. Our Patterson Tire and Service text line got a got a got a wear out from uh, people a little concerned about Doug Armstrong calling out Bennington. I don't think it was a call, but that's how people took it. And Jamie addressed it a little bit. I'd be curious to get your thoughts on the manager, just just on the surface of the general manager being asked and him saying he's been okay. You know, it's a funny thing in the in the sports world. Well, I shouldn't say sports world. I'm going to go hockey world because I don't, I don't know other sports. But um, it, it doesn't matter. I watch guys, Chris Chelios, uh, when I played in Chicago, Jeremy Roenick, even Holly, when Holly was here in St. Louis. You know, Brian Sutter would have it, and uh, some stuff would go on, and, uh, you know, the things weren't going well. They would throw a little remark out there. And, and I, I there's always a belief in my system that, you know, when you get to a – when you get to be an athlete and you get to the highest of your the sport that you're in, 
you, you know, you've had to go through a lot and you've been challenged a lot. And, and I think people that get to the highest peak of the sports uh, industry, I think they're, they've had to fight through everything. So um, when people challenge them in certain ways, they've always rose up to the, the risen up to the, the, the challenge that's been thrown in front of them and they, they, they have an answer for it. And I, I think when a general manager sits there and, and, and says the way he said it, you know, it's easy. That's the way some people do it. It's, it's kind of, it's not really a slap in the face, but it's a little, uh, just a little reminder that uh, you probably are the reason why we need that. We got a Stanley cup here. Um, you make this team go. So uh, I'm just going to throw it out there and say, yeah, you know, he's bad. And, and rightfully so a little bit, don't you think, you know, we, we've been used to the stretch that Bennington went on. Uh, he was on, you know, he did like a brick wall back there. Nothing was going in and the guy was unbelievable. And like I said, you got a ring out of it. So um, has he been uh, at the start of the season? Has there been times that he's been the old Bennington? Of course there has been during games, but, there's been times that he's let some goals in that, you know, that people don't think he's going to let in, but everyone does. So I, I think it's just sort of a, uh, the general manager's throwing it out there and saying, uh, you know, we sort of, we, we need you to be at your best all the time. And I, I know it's hard. You play a lot of hockey, but I think he just give him a little reminder that he's not playing as good as he had played. And hopefully we get back to that stage. Let me ask you this. Well, let's start this way. Did you ever get called out by a coach or a general manager? Like, like oh, whatever sure. you want to call it, called out, get told, hey, what do you, you know, I mean, have you, did that ever happen to you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Not, not, not about the job I did. Uh, not in, in the pros, uh, nothing like that. But it, in, in junior or something, there was something said, because in junior, I played a different role also. I wasn't just being a, a tough guy and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I'd score 35 and, you know, there's, if you're not scored for a while, the coach sort of, you know, sometimes they'll take you and move you down the line even. And they, they, they use different things to get your attention. And if you get like, if, if for example, if Brett Hall was sitting there and they said, here, we're going to put you down here on the third line. And the whole world's going to know that, right? right. Brett Hall. So there's a message that they're sending to Brett. And, and even if it's Brett Hall, if Brett Hall goes down and plays on the third line, his ego is going to get kicked in the ass for a while. He's going to be madder than hell. Uh, I you know in Holly, he's going to, there's going to be a comment come out of it and it's going to go into a, a shit show in the media, but you know, people, the coaches are going to do that at all sport and every sport you do you, anything that that's the way a coach is. That's the way sports are. And I, I think that's why he makes the guys that make the top level, uh, even that better. Cause they've had to deal with all this shit and, 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 and it's out there, man. You got to have thick skin when you play these sports. I'll tell you that. Um, so my, I guess where I would go with it is I, I think, I think like you said, I think it takes something special to play there. I mean, now they're human beings. So, I'm sure there's guys that get called out that don't feel it's fair and that's life. Right. But, um, in this instance, I said that I think if you were to ask Bennington, how have you been? I think he'd say the same thing. I think he'd say, I've been okay. I don't think he'd say, I think I've been great. Or I, I think I've been horseshit. I think he'd say, I've been okay. So, you know, I, I look back on that and, and does he need a kick? And I don't know that he necessarily needs a kick in the ass. I, I, the comment for me was as much about the whole team, really, and and a, and a general manager basically saying, "Look, I'm going to call it like I see it. I'm going to call it like I see it for him, just like I'm going to call it like I see it for this guy and this guy and this guy. And they're, we're not going to we're not going to play favorites here. And I think that's healthy. I do. And again, I didn't even take it as that big a deal. Now, you know what? What do you want guys to do? If people get upset in the media when they when you ask a question and the guy gives you bullshit, I mean, the guy was pretty pretty frank. And and here's the deal too. 
the ribs I thought had brought it up and some other people have too. And you know, there's a lot of ways to replace Tarasenko because you can't replace who he is. But, you know, you get better goaltending. You start getting some production out of guys that so far really haven't done much. That's one way to replace him, right? Yeah. The, the Tarasenko, that, that's, that's an easier – not, not when I say it easier, but Tarasenko, you put someone up there with the team that the Blues have right now. You know, they got they're, – they're getting scoring from all, all their lines are, are contributing, and that's why they won the Stanley Cup because all their lines – played their part and they, and, and it just gelled as a team. And, you know, it's with Tarasenko. Yeah, of course it, the people are going to know that he's not there. Cause like I said before, with Tarasenko, you're going to play the St. Louis blues. I know number 91 has been circled on their board in their dressing room. Cause make sure you know where he's at. But when you, when you replace a guy like Tarasenko is your defense has to be better. You know, everyone has to play better defense. Cause you're not going to get that uh, goal every game. Or I'm not saying him, he gets a goal every game, but, you know, if he gets 50 goals, you know, you're pretty well almost scoring a goal a game, you know, so it's, uh, it's, you're, you're missing that. So now we tighten up defensively. So we're not going to score as much. So we got to make sure we're not going to give up as much. So it's, uh, you know, with the Tarasenko thing, that's, uh, they, they could fill in that slot for, uh, for a temporary, you know, it's going to be five and a half months. That's, that's quite a long time. And, um, you know, if they're not scoring goals then they got some money to play with a little bit, they're not going to go and change much. So they're going to, they're going to stay inside. They're going to have to figure this out themselves, I believe. Um, looking at our Patterson Tire and Service text line, and I know um, there's been a ton of that on there as well, but we got a couple that came specifically for you guys. One, uh, one of them for you uh, came about because, you know, our boy Rivs had shared something. I God, I can't remember for the life of me who it was, but somebody was challenging the whole bench and, and, you know, and, and Riz was calling him out because I guess the gentleman had been approached by uh, Lucic, uh, uh, Lucic uh, uh, at a different time and didn't seem to want to fight. But now all of a sudden he's a tough guy. And is he a tough guy because there's no tough guys around? So somebody had said, uh, I'd be curious if, you know, if that happens to the Blues, who answers that bell? And we right. talked a well, little bit about who, like, and I, I think I had talked to you a long, long time ago about things like when I first met you, you and I had talked a little bit about if the wrong guys are on the ice at the wrong times, who does what? And you said, well, well, somebody better. Like if, if Bob Probert's on the ice and shit gets out of hand, just because you aren't on the ice or maybe if it was whoever it was, if something goes down, somebody better answer the bell because that's how the game is played. So I guess their question really is, at this juncture right now, is it all hands on deck or are there certain guys that it ain't going to matter? No, it, it's that's the way I, I told you that probably a couple of weeks ago. It, it's all hands on deck now, and you, you, you know what? The guy that called the guy out, uh, and I, I, I can't pronounce his bloody name. It's a Russian name that I and I don't know it, but he, uh, you know, this, this day and age, I, I could have Pee Wee Herman go out and challenge the bench, and that's about what that means nowadays in, in the hockey world because it's not going to happen. There's not back in the day, you know, our a good friend of John Wenzik, he's a, he lives in St. Louis in here, and he was a tough guy and. When he did it, that meant something back in the day because you're challenging. There was usually four, five, six. You know, there's lots of guys that would fight, and they usually would come over, and they didn't at that appropriate time when John did it. Um, so that 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 showed. If you want to say it, that showed the you know the, the, the pretty well you're calling the team a gutless team because no one would do it nowadays with the way the game is. The fighting's gone for the most part, and it, it's just a, that that means nothing really. It's just, it's it's a nonsense thing to do if you go out there. That's just like, uh, I, I don't know what that, I, I'd like to have a great phrase for it, but it's just it's pretty well a chicken shit move. I look at it because, you know, they're not going to do it because Gary Bettman would probably suspend you for life if you did it now. So 
Um, but that's that's the way people do it, and, and, and some, you know that's that's the way the game is right now, and that's good. That we've all gone that way, so I don't even got to address that thing. But for a guy to be doing that, he looked kind of stupid, I, I think. Yeah, I think uh, it was uh, Zadarov from from Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Uh, that, yeah, you're right. You're right. Correct. I'm look. I'm trying yeah. to find it now. Um, uh, you know, I I would say this. I mean, the 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 atmosphere now that's been developed lends itself to want to be tough guys. In my opinion, I mean, I, you can, you know, I, we heard uh, Pat Maroon, they had him mic'd up not too long ago and he was talking to somebody out there going, yeah, yeah toughen up now that the referees are around. I'm sure that's been going on forever, yeah. but it's probably rampant now. Yeah. Just, and you know, Patty, Patty still does it once in a while. He had a, he had a little fight that they had on the uh, TV the other night that where he got in a little battle with a guy and, but the, you know, there, there's some guys that are going to do it, but it's it's gone. So it's you know, I I watch guys even fight now, and now there's a couple out there like Reeves and these guys that there might be a handful of them, Wilson, and um, but but there's there's not many, and it's just it's it's to to go and do kind of stuff when it's not in your nature that you've never done. Now this kid last night though, he is a tough kid, the the one that was challenging the bench. He he a tough kid for now. He is for nowadays. Not in the old days he would have been wiped up, but. For now, he's a tough kid, but it's, you know, it's still, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's just, the game's played differently. And uh, if you, if you, that's why, if you, when you, back in the day, Chrome, and you went to games, when people would fight, you know, the crowd loved that kind of stuff. And that's why it always bothered me. It was a role that I did, but the, when the league pushed it out, there was excitement in the crowd. There was something to, you know, get people standing. And I, and I don't see that much anymore when you, when you go to a, uh, a hockey game and that, and that there was some way to bring the crowd to life. And that, that was the advantage of fighting that, that I believe in, you know, not only just to see who the toughest guy was, and that's not really why you did it. It was always a good honor to have that, you know, when you went to fight, you won, but a lot of times you go fight because you were down a goal, you're down two goals, the crowd, the, you know, everything's dead. The bench is dead. The crowd's dead. There was a reason to fight. So you'd go out and you try to fight to get some excitement going back in. And if you had a good fight, maybe your team would build off it. And, but not, you know, that, that's not, they don't need that now. They don't do it now for that reason. So it's, it's just a different animal. Yeah. It's, it, I hate to say it, but some of them seem like sideshows. Now I will say this, it would excite me as a fan to have uh, those heavyweight bouts and know they're coming. Right. Like I think yeah. like if Vegas plays Washington, everybody and their brothers anticipating a Wilson Reeves, something going on that night. And if it doesn't happen, you're going to feel like you were, you're going to feel like you were deprived of it, so to speak. Correct. So from, for me as a fan, that's how I would feel it, it. And, and as a fan, it's no different than when I was younger and we were going through the Brett hole thing. And it, and it, it was purely, if I went there and he didn't score a goal or do whatever, I mean, I felt robbed. So it'd be the yeah. same thing right now. It's even worse with that right now because we don't have it on a consistent basis. And then it does become somewhat of a sideshow, I guess, if you want to say that, but, but getting back to our team and our toughness, um, one of our, uh, one of our listeners is really, really concerned that we lost something when we traded Edmondson, um, that, that grit, um, are you, I mean, knowing what we know now, do you feel like there was something that there's something missing here and maybe Edmondson could have provided it? I, you know, I, I, I agree. I agree with that to a certain extent because I, I believe even when you, when Patty Maroon left, uh, there was going to be a, uh, there was going to be a little bit of a void because he did, he had to do a little bit. He, but Patty was a yapper, you know, he yapped, he played a game and, but he could also back up his yapping this time of day. 
So if someone was getting, you know, into the blues or going after something, he could always step up because he was a big kid and uh, he could handle himself. So you always had that. Now, you, you bring a guy in, so Patty's gone, and a guy like Sammy Blaze is going to play all the time. So you're playing-wise and the game-wise, you're – you know, he, he probably he probably gets to the play a little quicker, Sammy does, and there's, there's body contact being made. Um, they they got a couple other young kids that they've been playing that are getting there and getting the big body on. So so that's a good thing. On the back end, though, you know, the, the I, I believe that that would be a correct statement because Edmondson was a, a bit of a, you know, he when, when he, he wasn't really a, every game he was going to go do something, you know, knock the shit out of someone or blah, but he But there was a physical presence there that he could, that he could add if something got a little crazy or, or the game was getting rough, him and Bortuzzo were, would be the two guys that would get called on to maybe get out there and, and, and throw their body around to say that, yeah, we're here to stick up for everybody. And with Edmondson being gone, you know, Bortuzzo comes in and out of the lineup quite a bit. He's not a, he's not a mainstay all the time. You know, they, they pull him out quite a bit when they put the other guy in. So, you know, there's a, there's a, yeah, I, I agree. I think I sort of agree with that. If you, you, you watch the Boston Bruin game, for example, the Boston Bruins, Yes, the St. Louis Blues beat them. They won the Stanley Cup, I agree. But the game the other night, the Bruins physically out. The Blues played well. It was, it was a good hockey game, one of the best hockey games I've watched all year, to uh, tell you the truth. But Boston was a I – th- I believe they were more physical this time when they went in there and played. And I think that's what probably gets them the win when it's all said because Char stands up right at the start of the game and sets a, sets a point from a big man. And the Blues tried to respond to it. And it, they got there a little bit, but not like they could have last year, you know. And it was just a, it was just a different thing. So I, I think it might hurt them down the road. Um, I got to hit you with one thing before you go. We, I, I've already talked about it with Jamie, but we had a texter on the Patterson Tire and Service text line uh, remind us that they that you know don't forget we love your amateur hockey talk and and they love it when you guys talk a little bit about the stuff that you're doing in the amateur community. Now I know high school hockey hasn't uh, has it officially started? Have you are you guys well, rolling in GC? We uh, we we're ready to this weekend. Our JV team goes off this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. But now I got a uh, another guy in our organization coaches that team. But the varsity team that I coach, uh, we get ready to roll Monday and Tuesday, and we're actually. Uh, we're going over to play Vianney over at Afton and, uh, Vianney, uh, they, they're playing both sides of the river now. So they got their teams probably a favorite to win the, uh, one of the, on the Missouri side, the, the high school championship, they just won the top hat over there. So they're, they're probably one of the favorite, but we're playing their other team. There's another team that comes over and plays on the Illinois side. So, um, that's where we're going to start off. And then we're up to Edwardsville on Tuesday and playing them up at, uh, uh Gary's place up there in McKendry. So, um, we're getting ready to start that. And, uh, my, uh, traveling team car shield there, uh, we're getting ready to, uh, we go up to Peoria next week for just a couple games. And then we're off to Dallas a week after that. So, you know, we, you get a little busy here before Christmas and not, not too crazy. And then we're going to, once Christmas is over, then it's a sort of a push because you got playoffs and all that. And you got a few tournaments that gets real busy right after Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, the people love the local stuff and I, and I do, you know, appreciate it as well. Cause it's, you know, it's home for me and I love to hear what's going on in GC. Um, but I know, I know ribs, I know ribs team. He's got a, he's got a big weekend cause he's a, uh, I coach the 15 U and he's got the 16 U, but his team's playing the triple a blues. So the rivalry in town here, the two triple a teams are playing each other at his level. Uh, I play later on in the year. Our guys do, but so he's going to play, uh, I think he's got Saturday night and Wednesday night. He's playing uh, or next Wednesday. He's when, he runs into those guys for a couple of games. So, so that's always interesting because it's a lot of the, 
the local talent here in St. Uh, St. Louis at the higher level, and they uh, they get to meet up and see who's uh, who's the better team at this point in time. And because at the end of the year, you know, we we have to play the Triple A Blues to see if to, you know, want to go up to uh, to nationals and that. So you know, it's just a test to see where you are for the later on in the season. Yeah, it, uh, it'll be fun, and i uh, love to get out and see what's going on. It's just great to see hockey flourishing in our area. So, uh, And it's, it really is. It's guys like you and, and everybody else that makes this thing go. So, And I can understand the people wanting to, to wanting to hear from you guys because, like I said, in the end, you guys are the ones making it go. But oh, I do appreciate it. And, and, and a, and a shout-out to, to a family that you met through amateur hockey, and that's Patterson. Uh, the Patterson family with Patterson Tire and Service, a whole lot more than a tire store. As I mentioned earlier, 618-797-6711. Call them for a quote. Brakes, tires, automotive repair. Located at 3718 Highway 111, Granite City, Illinois, 62040. Uh, again, just a great family that's been uh, involved in their community, and they do so much locally down there for their community and the outlying area that – uh, that's what you want, folks. You you want to take care of the people that take care of you. So give them an opportunity for your business. That's Patterson Tire and Service. A whole lot more than a tire store. Um, I guess uh, as we head into this weekend, we're going to get back to back. So we're going to have a Jake Allen sighting if he's healthy, I guess, losing a lot of weight there. But uh, it's it's about that time to get rolling. Uh, I would expect. What's back, to, what's back to back? Well, if they play Friday and Saturday, is that back to back for you? So that's what, so we're playing back. No, because I was, I was joking with Ribs the other night. So. Last night, Riz was, uh, we, we were practicing our teams, and his team was on right after mine. And I listened to his show uh, one day, and they were talking about these back-to-backs and, and uh, how hard they are in these hockey players nowadays. And I'm, I'm telling you what, Chromes, I sit and I swear at the radio. I swear at Rivs. I go, <laughs> this is a bunch of bullshit. Back-to-back, a guy playing 20 minutes, and then he's got to go play 20 minutes the other night. I said, That's, like, come on, cut the shit out. It's not that hard, for God's sakes, you know. When we went and Riz did too, Riz coached down in the you get down the minor, you know, on your way up this process. Uh, when I played over here with the River Otters in town, you have to play three games in two and a half days, and then you know it's it's fine. It's and I was actually I wasn't even fighting. I was a guy that was a scorn at the time. So I, you know, there was three lines. You got four lines in the NHL. You got three lines down there. You know, you're playing all the time. It's the, sometimes the third game you feel better than the first game. It's just that's it's just crazy, but. Cut this shit out that it's hard work on this back-to-back nonsense. I get tired of hearing it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's I, I mean, I don't know how many games. Like, I would love to go back and research it. I can't even remember. But I don't remember there being, like, backup goaltenders as long as the top goaltender was healthy. I mean, I don't I don't feel like they how played about, that often. How about back-to-fucking-back back when you're playing the Chicago uh, Blackhawks and the St. Louis Blues when the rivalry was big and – uh, and there was fighting going on. There was blood all over. There. How about those back to back? And you know what? And those weren't even that bad because people. Uh, it was enjoyable to watch. That, you love being in the heat of the moment. So that's what you played the game for with time. But those were rivalries. That's what you played the fucking game for because you're in the heat of the moment. And guys would, you know, you do you give anything to try to win that game. And you're playing back to back, knowing the first night of Jeremy Roenick or Brett Hall or someone got ran and. So now you got to go to their building the next night, and you know the fans are going to be spitting at you, throwing beer at you, and everything. And but you loved it, and that's what hockey was about. So, you know, back to back, that that's what made hockey the rivalries. That's what made people in St. Louis hated Chicago, hated Detroit. You know, that's that's why the sport was so loved in St. Louis, and that's why when they won the cup here, you know, all, a lot of those people from that time come back, and it was such a joy to see the cup because all the battles that they they went through themselves, cheering for the guys that they liked. I still think one of my favorite 
things I've ever seen is you walking down the steps in Chicago after that melee. I mean, I had walking down those steps. That still amazes me. I mean, I, that walk had to be amazing. I can't even imagine. Well, that one, that, when, when, that, that was kind of, I'll always tell this, it was always funny to me. The story was because I, I, I never intentionally went out to get Jeremy Rowan because realistically back in the day, I don't, I'm not on the ice with Jeremy Roenick, you know, our checking lines out there playing them and those guys. And then I have to fight Stu Grimson or Peluso or whoever's around. And so I, but I get out in the ice with them. And uh, so the melee starts out and you end up with Jeremy Roenick and, and well, we got him, you might as well slap him a couple of times. Cause you know, you're never <laughs> going to get that chance again. So yeah. So you slap him a couple of times and then, and then, you, you know, but then they got to come back and then you're, you know, when I'm down in the dressing room, I thought it was pretty funny at the time because we're sitting down in the dressing room joking about it, but Holly and Oti, they weren't too thrilled with it because Grimson, Peluso, and them were still all on the ice, and Holly's got no one, uh, there's no one around to help Holly out anymore. So it was just, <laughs> I felt bad about it after because, you know, that's not the situation you put your, your best player in, but it was kind of funny at the time because we, we, we got to get a little bit of JR off, uh, you know, and then, and then, then JR became one of my buddies when I went to the Hawks. So it's, it's kind of it's a crazy world, a crazy world. Don't bring that up. We 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 try to we try to uh, not mention to remind people that you were a hawk for a little while. We try to we try yeah. to try to do that. He was one. Of, I'll tell you what. When the guys that I played, a lot of guys that I played with, Jeremy Roenick was. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed like when Brett Hall was there, Adam Oates. I just because on their skill level alone. But when I watched uh, the way Jeremy Roenick played the game of hockey, I uh, I, I just thought he was one hell of a hockey player. It's I did just, too. I did too. He amazing, was. A, um, he was a it's guy amazing. I respected, even though he wore the jersey that I hated. I, I don't care if St. Louis, Bland, St. Louis Blues fans hate the man or whatever they do. I cannot believe the fucking man's not in the Hall of Fame for the way he played the game. I, there's no gave, doubt. He gave up. He gave up everything. He, he lost teeth. He broke bones, but he competed. You know, he competed like a like anyone like no one's ever competed before. The man. He would he would throw his whole body on the line and just a great guy. He would do anything for any teammate and. You know, and he was a lot like Holly was, you know, the thing he would shoot his mouth off in the thing that would get himself in trouble once in a while. But, you know, look what he does now. He, he does an unbelievable job for uh, the, the, the network that he does, the NBC network that he's on right now. So, but he was one hell of a player. And if he's not in the Hall of Fame soon, it's a, it's a big joke. Is all it is. Well, I will say this. He's, he was a good player. He was the type of guy that if you wore your jersey, you would have loved him. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, absolutely. Good stuff as always, Kimby. I'm going to let you get out of here and go get ready to hand out that candy and uh, get the show out for our listeners on this cool, chilly night as the Blues come off a home win and head out. Of, uh, well, they're back at it at home Friday before they head back to Minnesota. So not even a true back-to-back with Minnesota like that. But um, <laughs> good stuff as always, Kimby, and we will chat with you next week, my friend. All right. Take care, my man. All right, that's the one and only Darren Kimball, and we thank him for his uh, thoughts and comments. And, uh, and again, our text line, we're really enjoying this. Don't forget the number, 314-403-2130. And as always, we want to thank the Patterson family, Patterson Tire and Service, a whole lot more than a tire store, 618-797-6711, 3718 Highway 111, located in Granite City, Illinois. Need service? Let them help. Automotive repair is their specialty. If you need a quote, get your express quote today simply by going to PattersonTires.com or calling that number, 797-6711. To all of our partners, we thank them for helping make the show possible today. Of course, it starts with uh, our good friend at InnovativeCompanies.com, Randy Green, 35 years experience, second-generation craftsman, and more importantly, a man of his word. Residential, commercial, industrial, he's got you covered. Thanks to SynergyHockeySkills.com as they always take care of our studio for us. As Riv said, get a hold of them, see what they have available, and get ready for those holiday camps. To the Nelson family, NelsonLandServices.com, the name you know and trust with your landscaping needs. 
They're first and foremost here in our community because of amateur hockey, and we thank them for that and their wonderful family. NelsonLandServices.com, five-store locally rated company with reasonable prices. To Adam Smokehouse, we can't thank you enough. It's time now to go to our segment that we love live from Minner Arena, our good friend Dennis Minner, who is supported by these wonderful people at Adam Smokehouse who have the best barbecue in St. Louis, folks. I can't tell you enough about it. It's great. They're open till 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. They do just unbelievable job with brisket. They do a great job with pork ribs. The salami that they have down there is fabulous. The turkey and that that uh, that sauce that they put on there, everybody loves it. You're not going to go wrong with anything you have. Open till 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Box lunch orders are appreciated from, from large businesses. And, of course, if you have any uh, catering that needs done, Adam Smokehouse is the name. Adam Smokehouse, St. Louis, here's your cue. Take it away, Dennis. Hey, what's going on, Blues fans? This is Dennis Minner coming at you live from Minner Arena. Make sure and give me a follow on Twitter, at Minner Arena. I'm brought to you by the one and only Adam Smokehouse, which, hey, i got to remind you again, is only six miles away from the Enterprise Center. So that means tomorrow night, before you're headed down to the Blues games, the Hockey Fights Cancer Night, you can go over to Adam's Smokehouse, have some unbelievable food. If it is not uh, on, the, on the top of your list, man, you are missing out. Uh, so go over there, grab some dinner, uh, let Mike know that Dennis Fermenter Arena sent you, and uh, give him a let's go blues. So, hey, happy Halloween to everyone. Uh, we're recording this right now on Halloween, and you know what is awesome right now we have more uh, than twice as many wins as the Chicago Blackhawks. You take Minnesota and Chicago combined, we have as many uh, wins and we have twice as many points. So, hey, that's a great thing. Anytime we see Chicago down towards the bottom of the list, hey, I'm going to uh, laugh and, and, you know, praise the good hockey lord above. Uh, but you know one thing that Colorado and Nashville just continue to prove how strong they are this year, and uh, Colorado is just uh, continuing to play just unbelievable still with only two wins. And, you know, so he here's the thing right now. With us just winning the Cup, uh, we have an absolute insane amount of, of new fans. Uh, hopefully that means a lot of you listening right now are brand-new listeners. So with that, uh, come some basic fan etiquette training, okay? Um, and, and this, uh, hopefully some of you will, will laugh at this and shake your hand, uh, your head and, and scream in agreement with me. Uh, but this has, uh, really been inspired, uh, from a couple things that have happened to me at some of the, uh, games recently and also several things I saw, uh, Mr. Blue's hat tweeting about last night. So, hey, we're going to go over just a, uh, a few basic common sense etiquettes that you may or may not know as a new fan. And, hey, we're not here to make fun of you. Uh, we're not here to laugh at you. But we're here to direct your hockey hearts uh, that it may grow and flourish and blossom. Uh, you know, baseball season is one hundred percent over thank god so there's no more excuse to uh to be doing some of these things but hey number one thing um th that i saw him talking about is that and this happened to me opening night is that uh I, we both explained to to new fans 
that were getting up in our aisles uh, in the middle of play and simply said, hey, you know, just uh, just a heads up. This is a rule. Uh, you don't get up. And uh, in my instance, uh, it was a girl. I, I, I assumed it was her father. Uh, it wasn't a young girl. This girl looked like she was college age. Uh, and her dad just freaking lost it on me and was so mad. Uh, and Mr. Blue's hat, uh, same thing happened to them, where the lady got so mad she went and got an usher, and the usher said, well, you're in the wrong. So, hey, so let's look at this. Hockey Etiquette 101, do not, can I repeat, do not leave your seat or go to your seat until there's a stop and play, all right? Some of us paid good money for our ticket. We want to be able to see the puck. Hockey is an unbelievable fast action game. This is not like a baseball game where there's a minute and a half between any action. Hockey is nonstop. So that's the reason we don't want you getting up and down during your seat. So don't do it. I don't care if you think you're going to pee in your pants. Don't do it. Uh, don't. No, no, no. Do not get out of your seat. Another thing I saw... Uh, the other night, someone's trying to do was, who in the world started to do the wave at the Enterprise Center? Don't do that. This is not a baseball game, all right? The only water we use, all right, the only water we use in a hockey game is frozen. There is no waves. You can't, you can't do a wave. And if, uh, if you see anyone in your section doing a wave, you yell at them and tell them they are wrong and that this is not a baseball game. Hey, don't be a woo fan. Don't be the guy that starts getting drunk and just randomly uh, starts wooing. All right, Ric Flair is nowhere in the building. If you want to woo when we score a goal or something good happens, that's fine. But for the love of God, stop the just the uh, the – just the casual woos for no reason. I give you personal permission to throat punch that person if they woo, if they're sitting in your Not really, don't do that because, you know, then I might get in trouble. Hey, always stand. I just told you not to stand uh, during middle of play, but always stand for the national anthem and always stand for military member spotlights. It kills me because I always see one or two people and I stand. I just tend to give them the stink eye. I'm a, I was in the military, so I tend to give those people the stink eye. You know what? You were able to get up and go get your hot dog and your 32-ounce uh, Pepsi, uh, so stand up for the military guys. And when a goal is scored, by all means, stand up. And last thing, don't be the yell-shoot guy, all right? The players have a totally different angle than we do. They are the professionals don't yell shoot, all right? They don't hear you. The only person that hears you is all the people around you that is getting tired of you screaming, shoot it, shoot it, okay? All right, so that's it. That's some of my basic hockey etiquette 101. Hey, do me, do me a favor. Go on right now to Twitter, at Arena and tell me some of your unwritten hockey etiquette rules that you like and that you want the new fans to know. Don't, don't wait. Go right now to at Arena, And then when you're done doing that, go to Adam's Smokehouse and get some barbecue. Man, I think I'm going to head there right now. Uh, I only live uh, a little bit away. And you know what? I think I'm going to go grab some lunch right now from Adam's Smokehouse. Don't miss out on some of the best cue in the loo. Hey, and until next week, let's go Blues!
as always, Dennis does a great job, and I know a lot of people were really uh, moved by his interview last week, and, and we want to send a special shout-out to, to, to that as well. Uh, just a fabulous thing for, for people to experience great things that are dealing with just you know rough patches. I mean, you talk about G-Mini Christmas. I mean, we know so many people that struggle with, with cancer and things like that, and then for them to find enjoyment in something is amazing. But uh, Dennis Minner does a great job. He's passionate. We love his Minner Arena, and we can't thank Adam Smokehouse uh, enough for bringing that uh, to our airwaves. That's Adam Smokehouse, folks. St. Louis, here's your cue. Uh, make sure you guys check us out, bluesnhlpodcast.com. Subscribe to the show. We're happy to have you guys be a part of it, uh, as always. Uh, find us on social media, at STL Blues Podcast. Follow us on Twitter there. Uh, Blues NHL Podcast on Facebook. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. We'd greatly appreciate it. Blues NHL Podcast on Instagram. And, of, as, of course, as part of lineupmediagroup.fm, home of your radio, the streaming device for your mobile platform. For all of us here at Blues NHL Podcast, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.